Podcasting from the Chicagoland area. This is Game On with Jackson Stewart, where we discuss men's lifestyle, focusing on sex, fitness, relationships, business, and more. We'll be interviewing the best of the best, the hot shots, and the rising stars in the worlds of modeling, fitness, cooking, and more. Influencers who are discussing keeping it sexy while at the top of their game. I'm your host, Jackson Stewart. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the game. Any good game includes enjoying life. And that includes not only relishing intimacy and sex, but also the joys of damn good food. Your man Jackson knows his way around the kitchen a little bit, but tonight's guest is a culinary master. Not only is he a beast in the kitchen, but he is a monster in the gym. His blend of workouts and appetizing cuisines makes Chef Kenny Gilbert a master of the game. Tonight's guest is the man in the kitchen. Internationally renowned chef Kenny Gilbert has cooked at the James Barrett House, cooked for the Sports Illustrated Super Bowl party, and appeared on the Today Show, Jacksonville's Fox 30, and in the LA Times. Kenny has also recently penned his first book, A Chef's Journal, with over 20 years of professional experience in the food and beverage industry. Chef Kenny Gilbert has participated in nearly every area of food and beverage divisions at the AAA, Five Diamond, and Mobile Five Star levels. He was also, and maybe this stands out more than anything else, on the Fab Fit Funds list of five hot chefs to add to your Instagram feed right now. How do you get on that? We're going to ask Chef Kenny how you get on that list. Join me in welcoming the beast in the kitchen himself, Chef Kenny Gilbert Fischel. All right, everyone, you've heard the bio of tonight's guest and a couple uh, interesting points. Number one, as I was writing up his brief introduction, I referred to him as a beast in the kitchen. Because if you watch his workout videos, he is just that. He is a beast. Little did I know that when I went to his official bio, he is already known as the beast in the kitchen. So I, <laughs> so I was on point. And I, and I gotta, I'm not going to give him grief. It is out of pure admiration, maybe a little jealousy, that Chef Kenny Gilbert was on Fab fit fund list of hot i'm sorry of the five hot chefs to add to your instagram feed right now and uh, i i gotta figure out how to get on that list as a, a podcast host. so what yeah yeah about? see i it and this is how i found you chef i was looking for <laughs> somebody to cover in this particular area and you are on and i'll send you the link the fab fit funds list of five hot chefs to add to your instagram Shut up. <laughs> so you are on that list, and I will have to make sure that I, I'll send you the link. If anything else, I was like, how? Who did he pay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I already know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. I can't wait to see yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I will send you the link. But it is, uh, it is apropos. Anybody who follows Chef Kenny's Instagram page would agree. And... 
On behalf of Game On Chef, I appreciate you being our guest this evening. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So let's uh let let's get right to it, man. We we're here. We're talking about you know what is sexy, what makes people sexy, and let's start off with people can find you by Chef Kenny Gilbert. Uh, I think I'm sorry, Chef Kenny G on Instagram. Are you on any other social media platforms? Yeah, I mean, Facebook is Chef Kenny Gilbert. Uh, Twitter is Chef Kenny G thirty seven. Uh, but mainly, I'm mainly on Instagram. That's usually my place of activity. That's awesome, awesome. Media. And we're and uh, where are you from originally? I am originally from Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, oh, Cleveland, so you're Ohio. a yeah, yeah. You're a you're a Midwest guy after all. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so, how'd you get into the business? How'd you? Uh, how did the culinary arts speak to you? Well, my uh, my dad used to um, have a lot. Of, my mom and dad used to have a lot of little house parties and stuff when I, when I was growing up. So, uh, for me, everything was associated to socializing and spending time with family. And my dad, as a hobby, loved to cook, and he specialized in his thing that he loved to do all the time with barbecue. And in that in particular, he loved cooking ribs. Um, so I attributed my time with family to cooking and parties and things like that. And uh, as I was, you know, just growing up, uh, I just, you know, always had the idea. Chef, I'm sorry, you dropped out for a second. There you go, okay. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, so I was always I was always cooking. I was always in the kitchen with my mom, my grandmother, my uncles, and um, I figured that I had to work, uh, so I need to do something I love to do. So I decided to. I kept pursuing the culinary field. Um, you know, middle school through high school through you know college. I mean, everything was cooking, and uh, so I just kind of stuck with it. That's my thing. So where did the the fitness come in because you know like i said and this is one thing that i really like for guests on the show uh to, to have in their in their background is most of the guests have multiple facets you know it's not just they're not just a model they're not just a writer they're not just this that and the other but they're like a triple threat and so you've got chef obviously you've got writing underneath your belt but the workouts are intense where did that level of physical fitness and and physical physicality where did that come into play um you know i um you know just growing up as a kid like back when i was growing up you know kids actually played <laughs> you know you were actually outside right right yeah it is, it is always some kind of competition of some sort whether it's you know swimming or playing basketball or football or, or racing like track baseball i mean softball whatever and um so i've always you know i swam competitively from elementary school all the way through high school um and then uh and then when i went to culinary school uh i'd stop doing it and then you know pick up some weight and um i always loved to lift, lift weights as well and i used to work out with a football team in, in high school and uh even though i should have been doing something different i, I love the aspect of, of pumping iron uh added with swimming so uh my brother had came down to uh to yeah, after he got out of the military, he came and uh, lived with me down in Florida, and he was always used to seeing me always like super super fit and 
and whatnot. And, you know, so we ended up buying, uh, and, and buying a gym and putting it in my backyard and we started working out. And then I got back into lifting. It took me about four or five months to get really back into it. And I just stuck with it. And I started doing powerlifting competitions, um, you know, doing bench competitions mainly. And uh, I did that through my 20s. And uh, I felt like I was always at my best cooking when I had an opportunity to work out for an hour, hour and a half in the morning before I went to go work a 10, 12 hour shift. Um, and I just kind of, it was kind of like it all tied together. One, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm around for a while. You know, I've got grandkids now and I want to make sure that I'm healthy. Um, and my mom, my mom, my dad always kind of had that same outlook. You know, my dad was, he ran track, um, played football, you know, through high school and college. And uh, I mean, you know, before he passed, I mean, he would challenge me to, you know, bang out 50 push-ups in, in his late 60s, you know, like no big deal. So, um, and then my mom, you know, she had a, and my parents got divorced. Uh, my mom ended up, um, you know, having a uh, personal trainer and she was doing a little military boot camp, camp type workouts. And she would come work out with me and I would, everything that I was doing, she was able to do, you know, you know, it was crazy. I mean, she was benching like 145 pounds, leg pressing like 250. You know, she was like 138 pound, pounds, you know, like in her seventies, <laughs> you know? So like I, wow. you know, my, my parents, I kind of had the, um, the, you know, like, you know, the genes are kind of there. Um, you know, I take after my dad's side, my brother takes after my mom's side, so he's a little bit taller and leaner. I'm, you know, more short and stocky, but I just, you know, I try to, you know, I try to keep it where I feel like I feel good. I'm, I'm, I look good to myself and I just uh, try to work out to keep that, that level there. You know, and the big thing is health, you know, just make sure that I feel, you know, working in the kitchen for a lot of hours, you know, you have to be conditioned. You're on your feet a lot. It's a lot of bending and grabbing. It's almost like CrossFit, you know, like you live you're, you know, you unload a truck that has a hundred pieces on it from a regular delivery. And, you know, you have cases of like 80 pounds of brisket, 40 pounds of this. In most cases, the big cases are 40 pounds. So, you know, we, it, when you apply to work in the kitchen, you have to be able to lift a minimum of 40 pounds as a standard. So imagine just throwing 40 pounds around all the time. It's the same way that CrossFit is, but imagine that for like all day. You know, you're, um, so you had to be conditioned if you, if you're going to survive. Yeah. And I don't think most people understand that, you know, that I think people, and this is going to lead into one of our questions coming up. I think most people have this, you know, this misconception that cooking is just sitting in a kitchen and stirring all day and, you know, you don't move, but people in the know, like I know some chefs and obviously, you know, I mean, cooking is on your feet, moving back and forth. And like you said, it's conditioning, conditioning. What, what are three tips that men and really everybody should know about cooking? Three tips. Yeah. Three, um, three tips. Just in, you know, from a home standpoint or just in general, like, you know, the, the kind of like the gospel where you should focus. Uh, you know, we'll take the gospel. Um, well, if you're going to do it, you have to, you know, one, you have to love it. Like you're just, you have to, you know, you have to determine what side of the fence are you on? Are you in it just because you want to consume calories and you're trying to just eat substance to, to live? Or do you, do you do it because do you eat because 
you actually love it. You love everything about it, the history right. about the food, where it comes from, why we do certain things. I think the first one, you have to love it um, to get into it. Uh, next, um, you know, you have to uh, be willing to educate yourself and open up your mind to try different things. Um, if you're only stuck into like, oh, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a black, black, black man, black man or, or woman, and I only like to eat, you know, southern food or things that are indigenous to our culture, and you don't want to expand your mind, then you're, then you're, then you're falling short. You why waste the time? I mean, you can be the, you can be perfect in that one craft, which is great, but you should expand your mind and wanting to learn about other foods, um, other cultures, and that makes I think it helps out with humanity in general. Um, because you're learning about, you know, another another culture, um, and you're not just like closed-minded and said, "Oh, well, that's Vietnamese. I don't know what that is," you know, or 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 Chinese, or someone tries to say, "Oh, that's the same thing." Like, no, it's not. They're two totally different, you know, um, spectrums of the Asian, uh, you know, culture, but their 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 styles of food and dining and the way that they live are different. And if you get into the food part about learning. I think that, you know, that, that helps us overall. Um, and then third, I would say, uh, invest into your craft, you know, as in your, your knives, your equipment, anything that you use, look for the best, uh, and, and base the best on what you can afford at that time. There's different levels, right? Like you don't want to come out all of a sudden spending $700 on a French knife and you don't know how to work with one that costs you 20 bucks. You know, what I mean, you kind of want to work at the best of the entry, you know, grooming stages and then to the point where you're at an advanced level. Um, but you always want to sharpen the saw, so to speak, constantly working on improving uh, your personal skills as well as your equipment and tools around you. Those are some great answers. And, you know, I find that cooking is sexier than people initially think because people think, you know, I'm in a hot kitchen, I'm running around, I'm stressed out. But, you know, there is a, especially if you enjoy, if you enjoy what you're cooking and you enjoy who you're cooking it for, for you, uh, Chef Kenny, what's the sexiest part of cooking? You know, the sexiest part of cooking, I think, is that, um, I, you know, there's, I think it hits all senses, right? You know, um, I think the first thing that is very essential is like sometimes like the the uh, the smell of you know as as weird as it may sound like you know just making a nice fresh marinara sauce you know the tomatoes and the onions and the garlic and the basil that in the air with a glass of wine kind of to me candlelights kind of sets the mood um, really because you're starting off just with the smell the smell tying it in. You know, um, I think there's certain scents, smells that are a little more sensual than others, uh, but I think uh, I think the smell of food um, starting off is one, and then you know visually, I and mean, you know you know you may you put your 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 heart and soul into a plate, and you make it look beautiful. Um, someone that looks you know at the craftsmanship of that, where they may not be able to do it, they may look at that as being sexy. You know, like I I, I love listening to um, you know, uh, people that are very educated about their craft and their field, um, especially to, to listen to a woman talk about how, 
um, you know, their, their, their knowledge to me is, is very sexy. So it kind of, it goes, it goes both ways. I mean, that's how I met my wife. I was listening to her talk about, you know, she was a nurse, you know, like 10 years ago, I was just listening to her talk about her field. And not only is she like absolutely beautiful uh, from head to toe, but to hear her talk with a high level of intelligence was like, wow, you know, so to me, you know, to be able to sharpen that saw and to, to, to you know, uh, when you're looking at food, it's like that other person is looking at you as like, you're an artist and they're like, how does he do that? It's like a mesmerizing thing. So that's kind of how I relate the two. And, you know, I, I like that answer because it breaks down a lot of different components. And one of the components too, especially here on the show, is that we try and make sure that we tell guys like, make sure you're being a man and not a boy. And I think men appreciate a woman who meets them as an equal intelligence, you know, physicality and so on. Like you just said, your your wife, who I've seen her on Instagram, she is beautiful. And, you know, as you said, she, she's bright, she's smart, she's very intelligent, and that's a draw. And with that having been said, any words of encouragement that you have for new and upcoming chefs, guys that are looking at you and going, man, like, I want to, you know, I want to lift like that guy, or, I, you know, I want to, I want to be able to cook like, like, like Chef Kenny, you know, they're, and granted, you've been doing this for a, a while, so I don't want people to think they can jump off at the same level, but. You know, guys that are looking around and going, I'm tired of opening up a can of, of food for dinner. I'm tired of frozen pizza. What are some words you can give people who want to start that path? You know, I think very young men that, that maybe, if we're talking about men that are actually already on their own, you know, if you started from scratch and you haven't had that foundation at home, then that's that's problem number one. So let's just say that, you know, once you once you leave the nest, you should have all the necessary tools to be successful. And to me, that's what mom did for me and my brother. So uh, if you don't have that, then you're acknowledging that you need that because you've maybe gone on a couple of dates, you've done a couple of things, and you're like realizing that, oh, you know, I'm being exposed about what I don't know. It's okay. You learn. I mean, we, we all grow um, if, we, if we want to. Um, so I think you start off by just going in and looking on YouTube. You know, think about the foods that you like to eat personally and then learn how to make those foods. And you can and literally there's a YouTube video about something somewhere. You can Google something like, oh, I want to learn how to make matzo ball soup. You know what? You may have had it somewhere at a friend's house. You might be Jewish, but you know that maybe one time you got sick and your friend's mom made you a big old pot of it. And you're like, man, I got to learn how to make that. You can go on YouTube. You can find that. You know, and I think that's the great the great thing about where we are now. Back in the day, you had to go to the library or go to work with that chef for free in order to learn how to do those those things. You know, or work for that chef, you know, as your main job. But if you want to learn another trick or something or another aspect of the craft, you had to you had to you had to uh, go to the library, get a research. Chef, what are you currently working on right now? Well, I mean, first of all, I, I hear you cooking it. I'm, I'm, I'm mad because you can't feed me through the phone. But what's the um, uh, project-wise? What are you working on now that you want people to know about? Well, right now, uh, we have a big push for um, uh, Chef Kenny Spice Blends. Uh, we're getting ready for the holidays. So we have a big announcement coming up here pretty soon. 
uh, regarding our spices, uh, but you can find those at chefkennygilbert.com uh, forward slash uh, shop. And uh, I have five different spices that I feature um, and you can get them individually or you can get them as sampler packs. Uh, so, I mean, you know, we're just working on those details. We updated the company information on there and uh, just the labeling, you know, making sure that we're current. Um, I've been doing this for the last 10 years now. So I've been learning a lot about the, uh, the, the label labeling and the, the retail um, spice market. Um, so I've been working on that and then we're adding in uh, a, a sauce line. So all my, you know, especially sauces that I do, I'm going to be coming out with five different sauces so that way you can get spices and some basic sauces, things that you might not never, you, you may never cook or you just love that I do at the restaurants. Um, so there's that. Uh, I'm working on a cookbook. Um, we just completed, me and the co-author, uh, we just completed the outline. The, the photos and all the details to be able to present to uh, some agents and uh, to get out to some publishers. So we're excited about that. Um, you know, we, with everything that's going to be going on here in the next uh, you know, 60 days, uh, it's going to be very promising, uh, a lot of good opportunities. So the book, the timing of that, to be able to push, you know, prove that we're going to be able to sell it. Because at the end of the day, is a publisher picks you up because they think they can you know, sell the book, not just because, like, oh, it's a cool idea to give them a book. Um, so we feel good about about the project, and then um, you know I've been kind of in limbo uh, during COVID. Uh, there's a we're supposed to be opening a restaurant up in Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, called Cut and Gather. Uh, currently, there's some unknown about it at this point because you know every state obviously is governed differently uh, how they're handling things. Um, uh, we should have been open back in April. Um, COVID stopped all that. Um, I'm not, you know, it stopped it because we had to stop. And now that we're reopened, you know, in some aspects, even at 25% or 50%, um, I think the restaurant could have already been open. So there's some issues that have to be worked out there. Uh, but if not, uh, you know, we're working on opening a restaurant uh, back here in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, we're gonna be signing the lease here pretty soon. Uh, so we have a higher end fast casual concept that we'll be announcing soon. Um, so we're excited about that. It's literally going to be in my neighborhood of Springfield in Jacksonville, Florida. And, uh, you know, looking, I'm excited about cooking some, some craveable, uh, fun food that you can take to office parties or, you know, holiday gatherings, or, you know, coming in to eat for lunch or for dinner or brunch. And so excited about being able to do that and doing it pretty much myself with a couple other key people. And then just, you know, going in every day. You know, close two days a week, going in five days a week, and grinding it out, cooking for for my community, and uh, and, uh, and being content with that. Chef, one of the questions we like to ask people here on Game On, in keeping with the theme of sexiness, what is the sexiest thing about you? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has that reaction. It's okay. Uh. I, you know, um, you know, I would have to ask my wife, you know, because we, we challenge each other all the time. Uh, and I think it's a lot of different things. I, I think maybe my, um, you know, I'm a Leo. So I think, I think my confidence, I think is, uh, is a, is a, a thing that I think women would consider sexy. Uh, I know that's my wife. She doesn't want to, 
she doesn't want to push over uh, by any means. Um, I think my I think my voice um, I've heard at times in my you know earlier years or whatnot that I mean even after Top Chef you know kind of walking into to some places I could be talking to someone in the back room and then someone you know I've had ladies walk up in here and say oh you know you know I love your voice or whatever. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, everyone has their, 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 the person they like. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm not tall, you know, I'm five, nine, you know, I'm more stocky. Um, you know, you can tell that I'm strong, kind of burly, but like, uh, you know, some people like, you know, I'm dark skinned, I have a beard, I'm bald. I mean, there's likes to people, you know what I mean? I think that. Right. Right. If, if, if hey, but, you but like, keep in mind, I, you were on fab fit funds list. So. <laughs> You doing? Man, I have, I have no idea what you're talking about. I think you made that up, uh, you know, <laughs> because I do not believe it. And when I see it, if I show it, if it's accurate, I'm gonna show it to my wife. She's on clown for like a, a long time. But I want to see I will it. send. I will. I will send you that. I will send you that link today. I promise you, it is a real. I think it was 2016, if I'm correct. I think it was a 2016 what? article. No. Yes, no, and they had you on the list of top five, and and so yeah. So right now it is time for the quick game where we like to give our guests a chance to run through some entertaining questions. Uh, Chef Kenny, are you ready? Yes. All right, here we go. Time for the quick game. Don't think about it. Just shoot out the answer. What type of milk do you put in your cereal? Almond. What is the most, I'm sorry, what's the most number of hours you've watched TV in a single day? 18. Do you have any friends taller than six foot four? Yes. What's something you could eat for a week straight? Oof. Uh... Pasta, like pasta, like pasta marinara, pasta Alfredo. Uh, dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Dark. Polka dots or stripes? Stripes. What's the lamest dessert? I, and I like these cooking questions, especially for you. What's the lamest dessert that people try to pass off as a dessert? Oh, just a scoop of ice cream. <laughs> uh, just a few more. What temperature do you like your thermostat at? I'm sure it's different from what your wife likes. <laughs> uh, 76. Good Lord, your house is on fire, man. <laughs> really? No, man, no, no. I, you know what? I grew up in Ohio. My mom is from the South. My mom's from St. Augustine. So I grew up with a Southern mother and my dad's from the Midwest and she, like, we wouldn't turn on the AC uh, for anything, cold or hot, like, unless it was, mm. like, like, you had to have it. And like, and down in Florida, 76 is great because usually outside is like 100 and something. Um, and if it gets a little cool, like it was like 68 degrees this morning, you know, it, you know the house still stays at a good temp. Yeah, that's uh, I could only stay in your kitchen. I couldn't live with you, chef. That's too hot for me. <laughs> uh, on a scale of one to ten, how much do you enjoy garlic? Ten. 
10. And last question, who inspires Chef Kenny Gilbert? Who inspires Chef Kenny Gilbert? I think uh, it, it, that's kind of a hard question to answer, but like for me, um, everyone that decides to open a restaurant in this business, um, I, I'm inspired to, to, to learn from because it's one of the hardest things uh, to ever do. Um, and uh, when you decide to do it uh, and you have so many different things against you, but you're doing it for the love of food and serving other people, I think is is, is a very um, godly type. Um, it's, it's, it's something that I feel like we're, we're, we're catering to just amazing people. I think it's a very, you know, godlike act. Um, and to, to, to break bread with people and to cook for people, to provide nourishment and for special occasions, stuff like that. I, I, I admire everyone who decides to do it and to run a business and doing it because you see, you make so much sacrifice. Good people, sexy people. That wraps up our interview with the enlightening force, the beast in the kitchen, Kenny Gilbert. Kenny, thank you for joining us this evening. One more time, let people know where they can find you. So you can find me at Chef Kenny Gilbert, um, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Chef Kenny G37, uh, Twitter. Chef, thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you soon. Awesome, thank you. Thanks for listening to Game On with Jackson Stewart. Follow the blog at hisnameisgame.wordpress.com. You can find the official Game On erotic literature and night game guide to a damn good night on Amazon and Etsy. Join us next week when we continue the good talk. And until then, keep it sexy and game on.